This episode was brought to you by Amis Clothing, Amis Official underscore on Instagram, a brand for ambitious minds who elevate their success, hustle for what they desire, and never settle for less. Ambitious minds elevate success, A-M-E-S, Amis Clothing, check them out. This episode was brought to you by Fadeaway Finders, aftermarket specialist, bridging the gap between old school and new school with the creation of apparel and sneakers. Fadeaway Finders, check them out on Instagram, Fadeaway Finders. Hey, what's up, everybody? Thank you for tuning in to another episode of the Killer Crossover Podcast. It's your boy, Eman. It's your boy, Mo. Welcome to another episode, beautiful people. And today, my guy and I will debate the recently released uh, ESPN NBA's top 25 players under the age of 25. Let's go. Let's get it. All right, Mo. This list a little controversial. Yeah, just, <laughs> I might just say, a bit. just a little just bit. A little bit. <laughs> <laughs> but when I first saw this list, I both you and I first thought it was a top ten, but it ended up being top twenty-five. Right. And then I looked at the list and I was like, "What? These people are crazy." Right. Uh, and then I looked over it again. And then read, I mean, it's not really fine print, but they kind of preface it by saying that it's the top 25 players under the age of 25 based on future potential. And that's what got me. I was like, okay, now I get it a little bit. Right. Yeah. But, but I mean, we're going to kind of discuss today, like whether we agree with them or not based on current and future potential so i mean what are your thoughts on the list so far uh so like like you said uh very controversial uh let me preface my comments by saying uh bi Jalen brown and jamal murray out of the top 10 is asinine to me <laughs> that completely jamal agree. murray especially i mean the way that he performed in the bubble and the way that he has been performing this season, uh, mm. he deserves top 10 consideration. And I just hate the fact that um, he's lost for the year with that ATL injury, man. That, that was, that's a tough, tough blow um, to the Nuggets titles hopes. Um, but that was that was something that caused me to raise my eyebrow and uh, spots mm-hmm. 11 and 12. B.I. Uh, was number 11 and Jalen Brown uh, was number 12. I felt like uh, both B.I. and Jalen Brown should be in the top 10. Uh, Jalen Brown is having a career year. Uh, He Mm -hmm. is one of the top two-way wings that we have in the NBA today. Uh, He's really really improved his ceilings. Uh, He's turning into a um, three-level scorer. Uh, His handle has gotten a lot tighter. Uh, He can take his opponent off the dribble now. He's getting to the basket. He's much more aggressive than what he was, and he's looking to score with every time he touches the ball. And his defense has always been above average. He's always been an elite defender, in my opinion. Yep. So I, I would have put him uh, uh, in the top five. Um, as far as uh, B.I. is concerned, uh, B.I. is right up there uh, talent-wise with Jalen Brown. Uh, I feel like with B.I.'s length, uh, his his defense should be a lot, lot a lot 
further along than what it is. He's not a terrible defender, but he doesn't always bring that energy uh, to that side of the ball. Uh, with his length, uh, he can he has All NBA defense defensive potential, in my opinion. Uh, physicality is might not be there. I, he still needs to um, add some more weight, but the length is there. The size, the size is there. The athleticism is there. He has quick feet. He can stay in front of his opponents. He just needs to bring it, um, bring it every night. And uh, I think the next facet of his game is to improve as a uh, more consistent playmaker. We all know that he can score. And we all know that he's a bucket. But I think the next eleva- elevation in Brandon Ingram, bring up Brandon Ingram's game is both as a playmaker and defensive. So outside of the top ten, those were my three my three uh, raised eyebrows. I felt like those three cats should have been a little bit higher. What are your thoughts? I agree. I, I really think that I could see Jalen Brown outside of the top ten, but not as far down as as twelve. I I could see him at eleven, just because the names on some of the names on this list are pretty ridiculous. Is um, this, are you talking about Jalen or Bi? Jalen Brown, okay. Jalen Brown. So I, I could see him, no, for B.I. for sure deserves to be in the top 10. Another another one that I personally think should be in the top 10, if they're going based on potential and current, current, you know, current standings where they're situated right now and how they're performing right now, I, I think John Morant should be somewhere in that top 10. Right, Maybe John not Morant hella at high, but yeah, yeah that, John that's Morant kind of ridiculous. At fifteen, ah man, he was the reigning rookie of the year. I, I'm saying though, and like if you if you go with those comparisons, that he can be someone who is like a a Russell Westbrook, but better. If you if you if you think he could potentially be better, then why is he not in the top ten? Like that's kind of that's kind of suspect right there. Just the fact that he's as low as 15. And then I also thought that me personally, I think Zion is way too high at number two. That's debatable. And I, I'm a huge Zion <laughs> guy. I'm a huge Zion guy. But I'm gonna let I'm, the floor is yours. I'm gonna let you explain. <laughs> um, don't get me don't get me wrong. Zion is a beast. Coming out, he was touted as the next LeBron but so far all he's been is the next Blake Griffin injuries athleticism all dunking power not really too much not really as skilled in terms of technical skills shooting ball handling you know passing defense as far as IQ goes as far as athleticism goes yeah, he's up there. I don't think he should be number two, personally. I hear what you're saying, but I get, I get, I get why he's number two, and it's uh, basically it's off of hype. You know, it's strictly off mm-hmm. of hype. But his numbers that he's pit, he, he's putting up is justifiable. Like right now, his overall skill set is still in development. We've seen mm-hmm. bursts of it, like right now with Lonzo being hobbled. There, they have put the ball in Zion's hands, and they they are letting him basically be the playmaker, be the point guard, point Zion, mm-hmm. if you will. And it's and it's it's been 
for the most part, it's been fairly successful. It doesn't always translate into into wins, but it's it's an experiment that's worth looking into uh, down the road. Not saying he'll be a full time point guard, but it definitely in situations he can he can he can make a play for himself and others. And that's the thing. Uh, I think I think I think Stan Van Gundy is trying to make him kind of a Draymond, right? In that sense, right? But right. I don't. Me personally, I don't see that in his game, and he, yeah. they're, they're doing the same thing with Ingram in right. trying to make him trying to make him KD. Right, right. And back to my back to my point with Zion, when you the, it's what you mentioned the bully ball, mm-hmm. like if it ain't broke, don't fix it. You know what I mean? Like <laughs> you can't stop this kid. I mean, he's six 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 seven two eighty five, if that. You know, you might be a little more. Um, Strong, you, you can't stop him. He's baby Shaq. He's reminiscent of Shaq uh, when he first got in the league with Orlando. You can't stop him. Um, but like Charles Barkley. Yes, and he's having a hell of a year. I mean, 26, 26 and a half points per game, almost 27 points per game. He's shooting damn near 62% from the field, uh, 7.2 rebounds a game, and almost four assists a game. And he hasn't even even gotten close to refining his offensive game at all. Like it's just all just brute strength, athleticism, um, explosion, and him just just playing bully ball, just lowering his shoulders and and uh, you know going getting the bucket. And that's uh, a, I think that's the thing with me is like his. I mean, you mentioned the bully ball, the bully ball, but that's all predicated on his athleticism. Oh, what happens when doubt. his athleticism? What, what happens when his athleticism right. gets taken away? You know, right. we saw what happened with Blake Griffin. Right. Blake Griffin. I mean, he fell off there, but he learned how to. He eventually learned how to pass, and he eventually, you know, he eventually developed a shot. Right. But what? What about him is going to make him number two? <laughs> Oh, okay. Great question. Great question. I feel like as physically and athletically gifted as Zion is, mm-hmm. he still has room to grow in different facets of his game. Uh, obviously, uh, his jump shot, which has much been been much uh, blind. Uh, him as a defender, his uh, his defense is less to be desired. Uh, but the biggest question mark you already pointed up, putting it out, and which is what what's the biggest knock on him is his durability, his health, and obviously his body type. Mm-hmm. Uh, he, he's he's a rare breed. He's he's what we call one of one of one. Uh, we've never seen a guy like this at six 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 seven six and a half six six foot six and a half, whatever the case may be, at mm-hmm. that size move the way that he does. Um, so he's uh, hold it, hold it right there, Charles Barkley. Uh, okay, <laughs> no, you got well. Charles Barkley's not the athlete that Zion Williams. Is. Oh man! Like, like come you on, need, man. you need to go back and watch some tape. The the the, the, the you first need to go back and watch explosion, some tape, <laughs> like 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 Chuck, Chuck was a great athlete in his own right, but Zion at two hundred eighty five pounds, jumping off of one leg, jumping off of two feet. Like, come on, bro. Like, that. I, bro, I, I keep, no, man. No. Charles Barkley oh, was damn near 300 pounds when he was drafted because he didn't want to go to Philly. And <laughs> even his rookie year, 
he was jumping out of the building at 6'4", 6'5", 6'6", and averaging 20 rebounds a game. Like I said, he's a great, <laughs> he's a great, re uh, he's a great athlete in his own right, but he's not the athlete they found. All right. Uh, so as far as like I said, when we get when we're talking about Zion, right now he's just it's all natural ability with him, yeah. and he still has to fill out the rest of his game. And I think he's at a disadvantage uh, as far as development is concerned. And it's not just for him; it's for all young players mm -hmm. dealing with the pandemic, the, the rush to come back for this condensed uh, season. They don't really, they didn't have time to really develop their games the way they wanted to in the offseason. Yeah. Uh, no summer league. Uh, everything was sped up. So I think that's, I think uh, that's why, you know, you see all the injuries that we see right now. But I digress. Mm -hmm. uh, with, when we're talking about Zion, there's just, there's just a level that he hasn't reached yet. And I think once he reaches that level, it's going to be scary. I feel like him being number two is justified because we have we have yet to see the best of Zion. Right now, okay. he's putting up the numbers that he's putting up just by natural ability. Once he mm. hits some refinement, once he starts to commit himself on a defensive end, uh, once he starts to uh, learn his body and get into a shape into into a playing shape that's you know both comfortable for him and the, and the coaching staff. Bro, we're talking about a guy that's going to be an all-star until well until he's, he's uh, until it's 30. So we're talking about a guy that's going to be in his prime, in my opinion, a perennial all first-team All-NBA and a perennial MVP candidate. I, that's how much confidence I have in Zion Williams. But do you think he'll be able to do all that in his prime? Because as far as learning to refine his offensive game and, and his defensive game for that matter, because we saw with Blake Griffin that he wasn't able to do it at the same time, which is what, in my opinion, kept him from being a top 10 player. And same thing with, I mean, as far as, as, far as his health and his weight is concerned, you know, he could be the next Sean Kemp for all we know. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, that's, that's, it's up to Zion to change that narrative as far as his size is concerned. So he has to know his body, like, mm -hmm. like me, I have a similar body, body type. So if I don't watch what I eat and if I'm not active, then you know what, bad things are going to happen. Yeah. But if he set, if he sets a goal for himself, the team and if, the, if he gets together with the team and the training staff and his personal trainer, whatever the case may be, and they say, okay, what's my playing weight? We want you to play at, let's say, 250. Mm -hmm. And he, he gets down to 250. I promise you, bro. MVPs, first team, first team All NBA. Sky's the limit. Sky's the limit for this kid. So for sure. I'm not. I'm, I'm not taking okay, this out of that second spot. I'm not. Me okay. personally, I'm not. Me, me personally, I'm actually taking him out of the top ten. But Ooh. that's me. <laughs> that's me. Oh, we'll get to our list. Oh, no, we'll get to our no, list no, in no, a little no. bit. Okay, you gotta explain. You gotta explain this. You gotta explain Bro, this. Okay, so because because like I said, in so you see him you see him as a perennial all-star, someone who is going to be who can potentially be voted all NBA. Yeah, he's a generational type of player, bro. Year. He's yeah. generational. He ha no, nah, he has generational he's one of athleticism. One. He's one of one, bro. Generational he's athleticism. He's not a generational Williams player. Williams don't grow on trees, my brother. He's bro. one of one. 
He's one no. of one. So that that's that's thinking that he that he is like LeBron. In my opinion, he's not like LeBron. In my opinion, he's oh, more I'm not, like, I'm not comparing him. He's to more LeBron. like those Sean Camps. He's more yeah. like the the Blake Griffin. Two different because, players. I'm not comparing him yeah. to LeBron at all. <laughs> so I I don't me personally I don't see him as like one of those one of those top ten type players. Okay, so you don't, don't see his I, game I feel like, transcending. I I think I I feel like his game will transcend. I feel like not necessarily transcend. That's the wrong word for me. I think he will improve. Okay. I think he will be a perennial all-star, yeah. but I don't see him being a top 10 player in the league. So it sounds like future. you're saying you think he can make minimal, you, you see him making minimal improvements, not significant leaps. Is that what you're saying? Or do I have that wrong? No. What, because, what, what's making because I you, think, I think what's he making, a, let me ask you this. Let me ask you a different question. What's making, what's your thought process behind taking him out of the top 10? What's meant? In your opinion, why is he not in your top 10 person? Because he reminds me of Blake Griffin. He reminds me so much of Blake Griffin. And that's not just that's not just the injuries. That's the athleticism, how his game is based on the athleticism. And he doesn't, like, right now. But he's been relatively healthy. So, he's been so relatively this season, healthy yeah. all this year. Bro. This season, yeah. This season, yeah. But he has, he's still yet to play a full 82-game season right. he hasn't played 82, 82 games yet yeah. but the one thing i will say that he is benefiting from is the fact that stan van gundy is his coach right now as opposed to who doc whoever uh blake griffin had before doc rivers i, I can't remember uh, i think it was uh vinnie del negro if i'm not mistaken was, was it, it, it probably yeah, i think was. it was vinnie del negro and yeah. and one thing that stan van gundy will do is take you out of your comfort zone to push you and help you improve. Right. That being said, I don't, so I see him eventually developing a shot. I see him eventually learning how to pass, you know, run a, run an offense. You could run the offense through him eventually, but I don't see him putting that all together with his athleticism. I think he's going to carry his athleticism and take it as far as he could go. And then once he starts losing that athleticism, that's when he's gonna refine his offensive game because he's gonna be forced to, as opposed to doing it now and putting it all together. So, uh, so a la Dwight and Russ, Russell West. Exactly, exactly. But see, here, here, here's the thing with that, okay? So the Blake Griffin, I get it, because mm -hmm. uh, Blake Griffin was just as explosive a little bit taller than Zion, but just, just as explosive and has an injury history to uh, injury uh, history to his lower extremities. So I get that comp. But here's what I want you to take a think about here. Uh, when Blake Griffin first got in the league, the NBA was played completely different than it is now. Now it's all about space and pace. And uh, I think with the way that NBA play, is played today and the rules and everything is a little bit laxed, you surround Zion, not only Zion, but Brandon Ingram with shooters, and you find a five that can stretch the floor and improve their spacing, that's when you'll see the elevation, the evolution. 
but that's a thing. Wings. That's the thing. You need to put a five there that can spread the floor. Zion needs to be that guy who can spread the floor also. Well, I agree. And that's gonna come with time. I mean, I think I think people gotta realize that Zion Williamson is not even 21 years old yet. Mm. Like that's the scary part about it. He's putting up these numbers that I just rattled off as a 20-year-old with a with a I don't want to say limited skill set, but he still needs a lot of refinement. Mm. Once he's able to put it together. God bless your soul, man. God bless everybody. <laughs> it's it's scary hours. But I do agree with your point about the stretching the floor. He needs to work on that jump shot because it's it's not. He'll the also great. need to work on. He'll also need to work on his defense because everyone right, no, in that, my top, yeah. right. everyone in my top ten is has the potential. Not necessarily doing it right now, but has the potential to defend yeah. at a high level okay. and can defend out on the perimeter that's something that zion's going to need to be able to do okay. especially like you said with the game evolving right compared to how blake griffin played the game as soon as he came into the league with the game evolving and more perimeter play he's gonna have to he's gonna have to take that that next step and be able to defend out on the perimeter uh, yeah, no, we're, we're <coughs> points, bro. So we, we went a little, we went on a little Zion tangent. So, um, just <laughs> rounding no, out hey, your your points were your right. points are valid. I, I'll take that. I'll Ran, take that. Rounding out the top ten here, <coughs> um, we have at three, uh, which was another questionable um, landing spot. Was Lamelo mm-hmm. at three? We got Spider Mitchell at four, Jason Tatum at five. Surprise, surprise. This is really surprising me. De'Aaron Fox it's, at six. Yeah, a bit too uh, high. Ben Simmons at seven. We have Devin Booker at eight. Bam at nine. And rounding out the top 10, which was another surprise insertion for my, in my opinion, Shea Gilchrist Alexander. Bro, yeah. uh, what are you feeling about the rest of this list? Man, so I think Fox and Shea were too high. Uh, I don't I agree. think either of them should have been in the top 10. I thought De- De'Aaron Fox was way <laughs> too high. Yeah. Yeah. He, I'd he, actually he, take him out off of that spot and insert Jamal Murray at that six spot, to be honest with you. I don't have Jamal Murray at six, but I do have him in the top 10. And yeah. and De'Aaron Fox and uh, Shea Gildas Alexander aren't in that top 10. So, <laughs> but yeah, I, I, I think they're, I think they're too high. I already told you that I think Zion's not in the, not in, not in my top ten. My <laughs> it's top all 10. good, brother. <laughs> I might be just a little bit biased when it comes to Zion Williamson. I'll admit that. And no, no, no knock on Zion. Zion's yeah. a beast. Yeah. Zion is a beast. But I, I just think that there is a lot more that he needs to work on. Um, not knocking I don't it. Know if he, I don't know if he has that. Not, not knocking it, bro, but the upside and the ceiling is tremendous. I just, yeah. I just need you to keep that in mind. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'll, I'll definitely keep, keep that, that in mind. Keep that in mind, man. <laughs> if, so my top 10, my personal top 10, uh, Luca's at number one. That's something I'm not, that I, I think Yeah, I'm not disagreeing on. with that. He's on my top. He's my first so one you, on my list. You're going to go crazy on my, on my top 10. Okay, let's in the order of my top 10. I'll, I'll tell you <laughs> that right now. Uh, number two, I got Jason Tatum. Uh, I'm not mad at that. I'm not <clears throat> mad at that at all. Yeah, number, I, Jason Tatum just, he, he, in my opinion, is the one player in the league today, I mean, on, on this list anyways, that 
can be that next Kobe. I think he could be that kind of a superstar for for this generation, in my opinion. As um, a Laker fan, as a Laker fan, obviously you don't fuck with the Boston Celtics, but <laughs> I actually, all bias aside, I love watching Jason Tatum play. He is smoother than cream cheese out there on the court on the offensive yeah, end, bro. Yeah, no, I love I love Jason Tatum's game. Uh, number three, I got Lamelo. So I I I don't have him uh, lower a lot. I know a lot of people don't think he should have been at number three. I think he was right at number three when you're thinking about potential. Yeah, because like like I said uh, before in episodes before, I think that Lamelo could be like a Penny Hardaway, a healthy Penny Hardaway, <laughs> in that he can be that that six seven i mean he's what what is he six nine now six eight six nine point yeah, guard he, he grew yeah he yeah grew. and and he's shown that he's shown in his rookie year in half of a rookie season that his shot is actually it does translate to the nba and he he's just got that vision it's kind of it's magic-esque vision and it's just it's crazy uh number four i got bi I got Brandon Ingram just because I, I see him becoming like a Kevin Durant type. And I could see him being a top 10 player uh, in the league eventually. Number five, I got Ben Simmons. Number six, I got Donovan Mitchell. Number seven, I got Bam. Number eight, I got Jamal Murray. Number nine, I got John Morant. And number 10, I got Booker. That's not a bad list. That's not a bad list at all. As far as my top 10 is concerned, uh, there's no change in the first two for me. Mm -hmm. uh, I got Luca and Zion, both one and two. Uh, number three, I got Spider. Okay. Four, I got JT. Uh, five, I actually, I'm going to put Jamal in there. Uh, right. Six... I'll go with LaMelo. All right. Seven, I'm going D-Book. Eight, I'm going B-I. Nine, I'm going J-B. And 10, I'm going Bam. I'm taking okay. Ben Simmons out of the top 10 just because out of everybody on this list, specifically in the top 10, they still have another gear to reach and not only have they improved immensely but they've taken that second gear i feel like talent wise ben simmons has capped a little bit um okay. he's been in the league he's been in the league for what four or five years now and you pretty much know what you're going to get with ben simmons on shooter but he's a brilliant pay playmaker uh, excellent rebounder, excellent defender, versatile defender, can basically guard one through five, one through four comfortably, but he still cannot shoot. And I don't feel like his game has grown or evolved enough for me to warrant him putting in the putting him in the top the top ten. And I've always said this about Ben Simmons. I'm not gonna knock his talent. Mm -hmm. But I feel like he is the most overrated player in the NBA, or at least one of them. Because, because his 
His skill set reminds me of a Rajon Rondo. He's a 6'10", light-skinned Rajon Rondo. Like he is, like I said, I, I love his feel for the game, his playmaking ability, his defensive prowess. I'm not knocking a kid for it. But in the playoffs, the last couple of years, he just it hasn't translated over to postseason success and i think that's due to well i don't think but i feel like it's due to his lack of shooting because teams defend him much like they defend Giannis in a seven game series where they they build that wall they cut off his driving lanes they prevent him from going downhill and they basically dare him to shoot now i've been saying this for about three four years now that if Ben Simmons would just be willing to take a shot, take a damn three, at least give me like three or four a game starting out. And if he hits that shot consistently, then you had to add him, you had to throw him into the MVP um, conversation as well. Just because yeah. of his all around ability. So I just feel like all these names, I feel like Ben Simmons is just kind of just stabilize you know kind of just stayed stayed the course i don't really feel like he's made significant leaps in his game so i can see that um i will respectfully disagree because he wasn't the defender he he was uh he is now when he first came into the league and i think that by him choosing to work on his defense first I think that was that's probably better for his career because right. no matter what, as long as you're able to defend at a high and at a in his case at an elite rate, then you're gonna be in this league for a long time. I, I understand that. that. Yeah, IQ. I understand that, but I, I I understand that completely. I just feel like all the accolades, all the attention. It's all based off of hype with this kid. Like the, he he's he Definitely. won the work he won the rookie of the year off of hype. He's being named to the well, all star I mean, he all star. <laughs> he's putting up he's making all star um, uh, teams based off of hype. And the year that he won rookie of the year, I'm sorry, I'll debate this with anybody, even my even even a random at the park. That was Spider Mitchell's award. I don't care what anybody says. He was the rightful rookie of the year that year. I'm not going to argue Simmons, that. Ben Simmons won that award strictly off a of hype. I'm not going to argue that because yeah. I agree that Donovan Mitchell should have been the rookie of the year, especially since, I mean, because I don't think that even though that was his first year playing, he missed his first year uh, because of injury just like Blake I don't think they should have I, I I don't think they should have been rookie of the year either one of them uh I at least just should have been co at least should have been co-rookie of the year they haven't had that in yeah. years but not since uh Jason Kidd and uh Grant Hill right yeah but yeah no I I, I agree I agree with you to Ben Simmons about Ben Simmons to an extent one thing I will say is I think that he can and will eventually develop a shot. I think he will eventually become a threat out there. I'm not saying he's going to be lethal out there, but I think he will eventually make Boy. you respect him. All I'm going to say is if, if, 
yeah, people said the same thing about Rondo, but if Rondo, like you say, if Rondo is your baseline and the fact that he's 6'10", that's, he's, he's pretty good. He could have a pretty good career. I think what's going to take him to the next level is it is the fact that he has that potential to be like a LeBron. That's why I think he's top 10, at least in my opinion, because well, they want to be Brooklyn. He better start shooting threes, bro. That's all I'm going to say. They want oh, to be sure. the Nets in a seven game series. <laughs> he better start. He better, he better start uh, uh, firing that thing like he Clay Thompson. That's <laughs> the only way. That's the only way they got a prayer against those against that team. I mean, I will argue that, you know, you the Warriors had both Draymond and Andre Iguodala, and they weren't exactly the greatest three-point shooters, and they weren't shooters than Simmons, so. though. And, that is true. That is true. Better shooter that. than Simmons. <laughs> I'm not gonna argue. <laughs> but um, as far as the rest of this list, the top 25. Um, so we left off with Shea at number 10. Ingram was in at 11, and Jalen Brown at 12, Jamal Murray at 13, Michael Porter Jr. at 14, John Morant at 15. So that's another thing. John Morant under Michael Porter Jr. Yeah, after Michael John, Porter Jr. Yeah, John needs to be higher. But that, I, I get, I get it because his man. his position is fucking loaded. So I, I kind of get why that's true. Jaw was at 15. That's not a knock on Jaw, but his 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 position is so loaded, and he doesn't get the national exposure as the rest of these cats so but i definitely would have had honestly i definitely would have put jaw over shay i don't know how you feel about that but i feel oh, like sure. Jaw should be over for shay. sure yeah i mean i had him in my top 10 so. yeah. <laughs> but yeah no i think he's definitely he, def he de should definitely be over shay i think he should definitely be over michael porter jr um number 16 was trey young mccall bridges at 17 this was another one that i don't get me wrong he took he made an unbelievable improvement this year he's in my opinion in the running for most improved player but i don't think number 17 over some you of these he, names you think he was ranked too high yes definitely right. i think he was ranked way too high um don't get me wrong i think he could be like a Sean Marion type, mm -hmm. three and D guy, you know, someone who can could run the offense through him. He could, he's going to play his role, but not a top ten player, not a top fifteen player, probably not even. I, yeah, man, I would, I, it's I hard to say him, he would even be on this list. Yeah, I mean, I I can make an argument. I think he would be in the backing of this list. I mean, I get, yeah. I get, I get the thought process behind putting him that high. Just for a fact that DMs really cover three and D guys. Mm -hmm. Like it back in the days when we were growing up, uh, it was you needed a big man, a dominant big man. Yeah. It, this NBA, this new modern NBA, it's all about switchable wings, switchable two-way wings. Yeah. Uh, three and D guys that can not only guard the, uh, the opposing team's best perimeter option, but also hit an open three at, at a high clip. And I think. Mikel is shooting, if I'm not mistaken, I think he's shooting close to 42%. Close to 40 percent, yeah. Yeah, about 42% behind the arc. And that's a big reason why the Suns are uh, one of the surprise teams, not only out west, the entire league. But so I get the thought process, thought process behind that, but you want to put him above, you want to put him above 
the monthly Sabonis, uh, exactly. DeAndre Ayton, his teammate, even Jared Allen, and even Colin Sexton. Colin Sexton is 25 on this list, and he can help. He can hold his own with anybody in the top 10. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like so. I'll even, the, I'll even argue that Lonzo should be above him. Well, yeah, Lonzo. Lonzo is just. I get why he's where he's at because inconsistency and injuries, no, but the, yeah. the talent's there. So. I'm just saying I can make the argument. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, no, the Montes Bonus coming in at 18. Um, he definitely deserves to be he definitely higher. deserves to be higher. Uh, um, I would I would have the Montes right outside my top ten. I'd have him in the uh the 11, 11 13 through range. thirteen range. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Anthony Edwards in at nineteen. DeAndre, too Aiden, high. like you said, at 20. Yeah, definitely too high for someone who's just a scorer right now. Right. DeAndre Ayton at 20. Tyrese Halliburton at 21. That's another questionable entry yeah. for a non-starter. I mean, don't get me wrong. He is solid as fuck. Oh, he's starting now. Oh, he's starting now? I don't watch yeah. Kings games, so forgive yeah. me. <laughs> is, is he starting alongside Fox? So Fox yeah. slid to the two? No. Yeah, uh, I, think, I think he's running the two. Fox is still running the one, but then okay. I mean they're interchangeable. So he's playing off the ball. So, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, thanks for the save, bro. I don't watch Kings games at all, <laughs> so I appreciate the save on that one. Again, the reason I know is because of fantasy basketball. <laughs> ah, okay, okay. That makes I don't a have lot him on my sense. team. I'm, yeah. I've been trying to trade for him, but no okay. one's trying to trade him to me. <laughs> Twenty-two is uh, John Collins. 23, Jared Allen, Lonzo Ball at 24, Colin Sexton at 25. Yeah. One thing, one person I, that was left off the list that I think should be on the list, I don't know where, not hella high, but I think he should be on the list, is Dante Murray on the Spurs. I you think. know what? I, I'm really surprised he didn't he didn't make this list. Yeah. yeah. I think he he has the potential to be an all-star I, like, like I said, I, I could probably bump McCall Bridges off this list and throw DeJounte Murray on there. Uh, that he, he, either yeah, him or, I can see that. Either him or Anthony Edwards. But you know what was a uh, surprise admission? I'm not sure if he's 25 or just turned 25. Zach Levine. Is Zach oh, Levine 26. older than Oh, he's 26. Okay. He's 26. So I, that, I looked that up too. Okay. I was just curious. <laughs> I was thinking the same thing. Yeah, I was just curious. But I want to throw them, I, I want to throw another name at you, who, whose game I absolutely love, mm-hmm. uh, and unfortunately he's been out all year recovering from a meniscus tear oh, yeah. in the bubble. Jaron Jackson Jr. Yeah, I love his game. Definitely be on this. Love list. his game. He'd definitely be on this list if he was healthy. If he was healthy. Yeah. Another I, I name. I don't know. I don't know where I would put him, but he he'd definitely be on this list. I think oh, I put him fighting. in the. He'd be fighting top ten for me. Right, right. Top ten, maybe top fifteen for me. But yeah. that kid is super talented. Yeah, another name, another name that would be on this list for me, if he was healthy, Jonathan Isaac from the Orlando Magic. Right, he's yeah, he's solid. Yeah, I, I think I think he would be on this list if uh, he were healthy. Oh, not and top another, ten, but another omission. Uh, Another guy that I really, really love, uh, love his, his athleticism, his explosiveness. I don't know if you saw the dunk that this kid did the other day. It was definitely a dunk of a year candidate. Uh, Miles Bridges. I'm surprised, oh, he didn't, yeah. surprised he's not on this list either. 
Uh, so I'm not surprised he's not on the list, but I I think he's definitely like honorable mention. Yeah, honorable mention because he we don't really know. Well, let me back up here. He hasn't really showcased his all around game. He's kind of yeah. been put in a box. He's just an athlete, just a yeah. dunker. Um, but I definitely honorable mention. I agree with you. And then another honorable mention for me is OG Ananobi. Um, he made a really big improvement from last year to this year. Again, I don't think he cracks top 25, but he's an honorable mention for me. Honorable, another honorable mention for me, um, fortunately he's out with injury, but uh, DeAndre Hunter. Uh, oh yeah. Uh, great defender, uh, improved, improved, uh, three-point shot ma uh, maker. Uh, he could be the Mikel Bridges type of player for the Hawks. And that within, I was reading an article up on him specifically, like the Hawks are really high on this kid and they feel like he's their second best player uh, behind uh, Trey Young, which is surprising to me because I really like Cam Reddish. I I've liked mm -hmm. him since he was at Duke. But he's so inconsistent, and that motor is highly questionable. So I, I get why DeAndre Ayton, is, I mean, excuse me, DeAndre Hunter, is is held in more higher regard than yeah. Cam Reddish is. Yeah. All right, that's all the time we got for today. Thank you for tuning in to this episode again. Thank you for your support. We appreciate all of you, each and every one of you. If you'd like to be part of the episode, or if you want to request topics or anything like that. Or if you have any general feedback for us, please hit us up on the email, thekillercrossoverpod at gmail.com. You can also find me on Twitter at emankoa, at E-M-A-N-K-O-A, -A, and Mo. You can find me on Twitter as well at your boy Mo 87 All right, and we'll see you in a couple weeks. In a couple weeks. Rest in peace to DMX. And a quick belated happy birthday to my boy, my co-host, <laughs> my dude. I told you I had to get you back uh, 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 to, to our listeners, man. Happy, a belated happy birthday to Mo. It was just this past weekend, this past Saturday. Uh, Sunday. Shaq year, man. Oh, Sunday. Sorry, man, Sunday. Actually, yeah, this past yeah. Sunday. Yeah. Shaq year. Yes, sir. I appreciate the shout out. Made it to 34. I'm happy. I'm healthy. I'm blessed. Right. Got uh, great people around me. Got a solid girl in my corner got a great friends like e-man over here man i'm truly a blessed individual yes sir all right and we out we out peace see you next time